0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The success of the BYU basketball program this season has brought some attention to Mark Pope and his future job prospects. What does that mean for BYU basketball? We're talking about it on today's show. You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'll mm-hmm. What's up, everybody? I'm Jake Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, resident BYU insider. Thank you for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Thank you to all of you who are everydayers with us right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. And, of course, this is your original daily podcast focused on all things BYU sports. And we are brought to you today by our friends over at FanDuel. Make every moment more with FanDuel. New customers join today and you'll get $150 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 wins. Simple as that, my friends. Visit fanduel.com.com. Locked on to get started. All right, let's dive right in on today's show and talk some BYU hoops right out of the chute. Now... The success that BYU's had year one in the Big 12 has been, in many respects, surprising. I, I don't think any of us could have foreseen how solid the BYU basketball program has been this year, especially considering the fact that they were uh, finishing among the worst finishes they've ever had in their final season of the West Coast Conference last year. There was a, a preseason a poll taken, and BYU's picked 13th out of 14 teams in the Big 12. Obviously, the only team picked lower than them was UCF. And uh, there was a lot of thought that, okay, what is the BYU basketball team really in for? Because the Big 12 is far and away the best basketball conference in the country. Well, alas, as it stands, BYU enters their final five games of the regular season very much in the mix in the middle of the Big 12 pack. And more importantly, looking like they're trending towards being what, a five, maybe a six seed in the NCAA tournament. With that attention, there is going to be increased uh, conversations, uh, conjecture, rumors, reports, whatever you want to term it, about what a guy like Mark Pope may be thinking about doing next. There are some people out there that believe that he may have been uh, in over his head leading BYU into the Big 12 Conference. But the simple fact of the matter is that Mark Pope has pulled off an incredible uh, turnaround job so far this season. and It looks like it's going to continue on into the postseason, into the March Madness, into the NCAA tournament. And who knows where it goes? Well, Jeff Borzello from ESPN wrote a really big piece on the guide to the uh, college uh, basketball future in terms of the coaching uh, cycle uh, coming up. And in a, a piece, in the piece he did, and he talked about a lot of different coaches here, uh, he broke down what the chances are some coaches may uh, retire, some coaches may move on, some coaches may be fired, and then guys that may be looking at other opportunities. And amongst that group includes... Mark Pope, so let me quote what uh, is uh, said here about Pope. Quote, there's been buzz Pope could look at other opportunities this offseason after leading the Cougars into the Big 12 and the NCAA tournament for the first time since 2021. He could theoretically be a candidate at Washington or Oregon if either opens, but could also look to come back east, unquote. This is not surprising to anybody who's paid attention to Mark Pope and his run at BYU. There have been rumors when he's had his best teams. Think about in 2020, his debut. Think about in 2021 when he did, as they mentioned, get BYU into the NCAA basketball tournament. There have been rumors out there that he may have eyes elsewhere and have his eyes on a quote-unquote bigger job. Now, those rumors previously for the quote-unquote bigger job were because BYU was not a mid-major conference. They were a mid-major basketball program playing in the West Coast Conference. Alas, this year, BYU is a big 12-member school, and in some uh, sort of fashion, you would think, okay, now he's actually at a quote-unquote destination job where BYU can, in theory, pay him top-level money and keep him content in Provo. Do I believe that Mark Pope is like looking for the first boat out of Provo, Utah? No, I don't believe that. Uh, frankly, but I do think that he is willing to listen to all uh, comers when it comes to potential opportunities to look at other jobs. Washington is where he started his college career. He's a kid who grew up in the Pacific Northwest up in the Seattle area. So going home to Washington wouldn't be a stretch by any means. Oregon, obviously with all the money that has been pumped into Phil Knight University, as I like to call it, would be a very attractive job if Dana Altman uh, decides to hang it up. Mike Hopkins is the coach of Washington currently, and he's very much on the hot seat. Now, now, the interesting tidbit there could also look to come back east is the final stanza of that uh, blurb about Pope. You know what that points to me is of a program like Kentucky. If John Calipari uh, either gets the axe, decides to beat the posse out of town in Lexington and leaves the University of Kentucky, uh, where did Mark Pope start? Oh, wait, University of Kentucky won a national title there now. Let's, let's also be honest about this. The Kentucky Wildcats will have their pick of the litter in terms of any uh, guy that wants to potentially coach college basketball. That is maybe the most resource-rich job in terms of college basketball in the entire country. It is a, a program that... Unlike many, uh, you are the big cheese on campus over the football program. And I know that Kentucky's had a good run in football with Mark Stoops leading the way, but it is still Kentucky basketball that dominates that campus. There are very few universities in the Power 5 or the Power 6 ranks where you can truly say that, but Kentucky is that. But if Kentucky were to come open, I know that Mark Pope would be intrigued at least uh, hearing out what Kentucky had to say or at least interviewing for that job. Is that a bad thing also that be why you could potentially lose Mark Pope? I guess on paper it is because it would be a thing. It would be kind of like, you just let us into the Big 12. You led us to a great season, and then, hey, you up and uh, leave. That, w- that would be a little bit of a gut punch, I-, I feel like, to Cougar fans. But let me also reiterate that if you've been paying any attention to the time that Mark Pope's been in Provo, a, he's been very happy to have been a head coach at BYU. B, he's a guy who has done his absolute darndest to kind of uh, transform BYU basketball into a more modern version of itself. And C, he's not a guy who is married to staying at BYU. He is not a quote-unquote BYU guy. There is a very interesting dichotomy, in and in a, I don't know how to say this, There, there's a... There's an interesting uh, dynamic at play. You look at BYU football, for example. Kalani Satake has his dream job. This is a kid who grew up uh, rooting for BYU, grew up uh, dreaming of playing for Lavelle Edwards, lived that dream, and then when he got the opportunity to come back to BYU, he has taken that job, and he is very... Very happy by all accounts uh, being uh, the head coach of BYU. And I don't see Kalani looking to jump ship. Is there a number out there that could be lobbed at him by a, fo- a college football program that could tell him, you know what, it's been good BYU, I'm, I'm leaving. Sure, I think everybody has their price. But there's an interesting thing that Mark Pope is, As a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, he never, never uh, had BYU, so far as I am aware, in the mix when it came to his recruiting uh, both times. When he was coming out of high school and ended up at Washington, and then when he transferred from Washington, ultimately ended up at Kentucky. BYU wasn't in the mix there. I'm sure BYU made overtures, but all reports and everything that I've heard is that Mark Pope, it wasn't his thing uh, for BYU. And that's, that's, that's not an indictment on anybody's part, whether that's BYU or his, it just wasn't in the cards for Mark Pope. He has been a great advocate for BYU basketball. I'm not saying that he hasn't been, but this is a guy who doesn't have the ties to BYU like other coaches on campus do. Jennifer Rockwood is synonymous with BYU soccer. You look at uh, what, um, uh, what Gordon Eakin's done for BYU softball. You look at some of the other uh, coaches of yesteryear. Elaine Michaelis, for example. Remember, she was like the, the, the outside of the athletic director. Elaine Michaelis maybe was the most powerful individual. And maybe in some circumstances, because she wasn't an, an AD for a time. She was the most powerful individual in the BYU athletic department. And she is synonymous with BYU sports. Mark Pope, simply put, is not that. So, I am not surprised that with the success that BYU is having in hoops, that he is getting interest, or at least starting to see rumors pop up about his potential interest in looking elsewhere. I don't think it's a bad thing for him to look at that. And here's the other fact of the matter is, if he were to decide to move on, that's like jumping the shark four different times uh, to make that uh, leap there, but... You look at it, and the the pool for coaches in terms of uh, guys who uh, who are card carrying members of the LDS faith, as it were. There's a decent pool out there of people that BYU could approach at that point. So uh, it, it it makes a lot of sense as to why he is getting uh, these rumors starting to pop up about him, and at the same time, it it's very natural. I feel like at the same time, because Mark Pope, it, it's let me reiterate he's he's not a quote unquote died in the wool BYU guy so we'll see. It's a very interesting piece, and uh, you can check it out. It, it is You have to have a BYU uh, – not the BYU. You have to have an ESPN Insider account. If you subscribe to ESPN+, Plus. you do have access to this. You can go and read it. Uh, but interesting to hear him being mentioned. But they've also got names like Randy Bennett on here. I know that uh, you yeah, had Danny Sprinkle up at Utah State with what he's done for the Aggies. Nico Medved at uh, Colorado State. Like there, are, he, This is an extremely in-depth piece looking at essentially every coach that could possibly move. But I did find it curious that Mark Pope was on that list, but I'm not surprised by anything that is said there because, like I said, as a Pacific Northwest guy, Oregon and Washington are natural, and going back east, well, that screams to me if Kentucky comes open, Mark very much would uh, be, I think, interested in tossing his hat into that ring. All right, uh, we will take a little more in-depth look at BYU basketball and what uh, they are up against when they travel to Kansas State tomorrow. Another early tip for BYU, they struggled the last time they had this, remember, at Oklahoma State. How will they battle that, and uh, can they overcome some of the issues they've had on the road, and you pick up a big road win over the Kansas State Wildcats. We'll break all that down and continue on right here on Locked on Cougars. Today's show is brought to you by our friends, new friends, over at Ibotta. Now, Ibotta is here to help you guys save money. That's the incredible part about this. Grocery bills are expensive these days, but now they don't have to be. Start getting cash back on your grocery shopping with the free Ibotta app and get cash back every time you shop. I can attest to this. My wife and I have used Ibotta for at least, wow, we've married uh, almost nine years now. We've probably used it for eight of those years. It's a really, really awesome thing. Spring break is right around the corner, This means you're going uh, shopping. You, have to shop, uh, you don't have to keep all that money in your pocket and worry about the big trip, get nothing in return. Make sure you get that cash back every time you shop and do it with our friends at Ibotta. The average Ibotta user earns $256 a year that could, cost and, uh, that could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip. So you don't have to buy that flight you've been eyeing, that game you've been dying to go to, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. They've got all options under the sun with our friends at Ibotta. So right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 just for trying uh, using the promo code uh, College When you register, go to the App Store or Google Play Store. Download the free Ibotta app today to start earning cash back and use that promo. Promo code locked on college. A free five bucks uh, for giving a shot using that promo code locked on college. It's I B O T T A in the Google Play or App Store, and use that promo code locked on college. The NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Appreciate all of you for being with us. Make sure you guys check out the first ever National Sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube from our friends over the Locked On Podcast Network. It's also now available on the Amazon Fire TV uh, app within the free Fire TV channels app. Uh, check it out today. It's Locked On Sports Today. It's here for you 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts of Locked On plus our national shows covering every league. Find, uh, find Locked On Sports Today on YouTube or check it out available now on Amazon Fire TV the free Fire TV Channels app, and I uh, start watching it today. All right, uh, just a little bit of an aside. I just realized I'm like kind of looking at myself as I'm recording this. I've got a blue polo on, and this is very much a navy blue hat as well. But in my like, my look for my camera, if you're watching this on YouTube, like two very different shades. Like this hat also looks black, but nonetheless, hey, uh, aesthetics. But uh, let's talk some BYU basketball as we move along here. Now the Cougars are on the road uh, tomorrow at Kansas State. This is a big game for BYU considering uh, they got the big win earlier this week. Can you make it 2-0? And that, that'll be the interesting part about how BYU handles this. Uh, we have talked on this podcast about the need at minimum for BYU to go 1-1 one one each week, and they have essentially done that. They're sitting at 7-6 and six in conference play. That's right down the line. If we went 1-1 one one every week in conference, they'd be 9-9 nine and nine at the end of the season. We talked about the fact that they do that. They'd likely be a 6 or a 7 seed in the NCAA tournament and uh, be in a very advantageous spot going into March Madness. Well, you have an opportunity 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 as you go into this game against kansas state to pick up a win that would push you two games above 500 to eight and six and i think this is the the, a prime prime game for byu to get that done now I also did think that was a prime opportunity last week when BYU went to Oklahoma State and got absolutely blitzed off the floor by the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Jerome Tang's squad in the last eight games has exactly one win. Yes, they are 1-7. The only win that they have uh, came when they upset uh, Kansas in the rivalry matchup. That was just before they came uh, to Provo to take on BYU. Obviously, BYU sent them packing with a 72-66 to victory. Since then, they have lost uh, a home game to TCU and also lost on the road at Texas. And they are very much... Uh, looking at the prospect of missing out on the NCAA tournament, and uh, it doesn't look very promising, even if they were to win out in terms of getting an at-large bid. It feels like this Kansas State squad uh, could have to win the Big 12 tournament if they want to punch their ticket uh, to the postseason. So, you can expect uh, tomorrow for Kansas State to be very, very hungry to pick up a win. Losing uh, seven of eight games is not going to leave a good taste in anybody's mouth, and you can be assured that BYU is a team that they're looking at saying, you know what, we had a Chance uh, to get that win in Provo. Let's really make sure we get some payback in this game. Uh, in terms of stats, uh, for guys to keep an eye on, you guys probably are already familiar with these guys, but Cam Carter and Tyler Perry are their uh, two leaders in the backcourt, both of them averaging 15 points per game. But Arthur Kaluma is a guy that I really, really like as a prospect. He's just one of those guys that I like to watch because he's got a very smooth style. Remember, uh, Kaluma was helped off the court. Look at like he rolled his angle badly against BYU in that win in Provo, then returned like moments later and just started going off. Uh, he was very, very good in that game. He averages 14.5 uh, points per game, also 7.1 rebounds. So they've got firepower. We all saw that in that game against uh, BYU and Provo, but now they have got the home court advantage as BYU goes in here. And the interesting part will be, uh, as Mark Pope pointed out in his Thursday media availability is we don't, we don't know what Spencer Johnson's status is going to be. His wife, Isabella, uh, Went into labor uh, according to what I was reading right before I push record on this. Uh, they had had the baby. Uh, it's what sounded like uh, coming out of his uh, coach's show with Greg Rubel. So, uh, well, first off, congratulations to Spencer Johnson. the The birth of your first child is, is a life life changing event. I've got three kids now, and I, 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 no offense to my two sons who are my number two and number three kids, but my daughter, when she was born, it just it hits you like a sack of bricks when you have your first kid. And who knows uh, what. What Spencer Johnson's status is so if he's available if he's not available It is what it is, but BYU has to go out there intent on getting a road win here, but not having him in the lineup takes one of your better perimeter defenders off the court, and BYU will have to counter that, uh, obviously, with other guys being able to step up into that role. I am interested to see how they will juggle the lineup in terms of starters. Uh, Maybe they move Jackson Robinson, as many of you have been hoping for, back into the starting lineup to fill in for uh, Spencer Johnson, or maybe they do something different. I I am interested to see how the lineup goes for BYU if he is unavailable for this game, and i I would completely understand it with the birth of his first child. It's just any of you who have had kids, and I know that some of you have, some of you haven't who watched this podcast. It changes everything in your world. So I can understand if Spencer wants to uh, take a breath and uh, be able to enjoy the time with his wife and their newborn, but, Regardless, this is a big opportunity for BYU to go on the road. I am looking forward to seeing how BYU's bigs in terms of Fusani Troyori, and in particular Ali Khalifa perform in this game. Ali Khalifa had maybe his best game in two, three, maybe even a month uh, with that 14-7-7 game uh, earlier this week, can he back that up on the road? If he can do that uh, also, let me just, as an aside, if he can uh, continue to kind of pump out those type of stats where uh, he's closing in on triple-double territory, he's contributing in scoring, facilitating, and rebounding, if Ali Khalifa is going to be like that down the stretch here for BYU, this is an extremely, extremely dangerous BYU lineup. With him in the lineup, At minimum, but producing those type of stats, and oh, by the way, those seven assists were up against zero turnovers. If his uh, assist to turnover ratio continues to remain absurd as it has been all season long, BYU could be trending in the right direction at the right time. So, I look forward to this game. It's a big opportunity, as I said, to push BYU to 8-6 and six in the conference. Uh, if you look at uh, how uh, seeding is going to go for BYU, I thought that Robbie McCombs did a really, really good job breaking down where he thinks BYU ultimately ends up on Selection Sunday. And I tend to agree with him. I think a sixth seed is the most likely spot for BYU. But if you want to harbor illusions of playing in Salt Lake City in front of a home crowd in the Delta Center, well, BYU has that opportunity in front of them. It's going to take them winning a lot down the stretch here. And it starts with this game again. Kansas State. You cannot take the Wildcats lightly because as mentioned, they've lost 7 of 8 games. They are going to be hell-bent on coming into this one and saying no, we are not losing our 8th of the last 9 and very much uh, putting a stake in any hopes we have of postseason in terms of the NCAA tournament. So, Expect a dog fight, uh, a cat. Oh no! Actually, I, I back that up. Rewind. A cat fight. There we go. Wild cats and cougars. Got it. Okay, use the pun. But uh, looking forward to seeing uh, how this how this plays out. And the other thing about this is last week BYU didn't re- necessarily respond all that uh, well uh, to playing the early tip. It was a noon Mountain Time tip. Same thing as we're going to see in this game tomorrow. It's, it'll be one o'clock Central, but it is a noon Mountain Time tip. A little earlier on the body clock for BYU. They have to prove they can adjust to that as well. I am interested see how they handled that. And then Mark Pope also pointed out that BYU is going to travel home after this game rather than remain out there in Kansas ahead of their game against Kansas on Tuesday night. I think it's actually a pretty uh, smart move because uh, flying uh, the West Virginia to Oklahoma thing, okay, flying in across, to, across the country to West Virginia, flying home and then flying to Oklahoma, that seemed a little ridiculous. This is a much shorter hop going from Manhattan, Kansas, which is on the west side of Kansas essentially – uh, coming home to Provo, and then flying back out on Monday uh, to get into uh, uh, Lawrence to take on the Kansas Jayhawks. I think it's a pretty uh, smart move on Mark Pope's uh, part. But the other thing about this is, is a lot of the stuff with the Big 12 for BYU, it's all a feeling-out process. They're they're still trying to kind of learn the dynamics, of, okay, where do we travel? And uh, Baylor did that exact thing. They went uh, were they West Virginia before they came to BYU, and they traveled immediately to Provo. They didn't go home to Texas. And Scott Drew uh, was very effusive in his praise for BYU for accommodating them. Uh, but it is in a unique dynamic now with these bigger conferences. All the travel that's being required across the country. BYU's made a trip to UCF. They've been to West Virginia. Uh, it is going to be kind of interesting to see the dynamics of, okay, do you travel, come home, and travel again? Or do you stay on the road and uh, play those two games? It's a... It's a all a learning process. And I think the entire conference in many respects is still learning that as well. But uh, I am interested to see how BYU handles this tomorrow, but I've got a, I've got a pretty decent feeling about BYU in this one, because I, I just, I look at the way BYU played earlier this week and you're like, okay, can they, can they, kind of exercise some demons that uh, uh, that hindered them in their loss in Waco to Baylor well they did that and more and they just controlled that game and they, they took control of it about 10 minutes into the game and never relinquished control can they do that same thing on the road it's it's much tougher obviously to control that when you've got a hostile crowd behind the home team and you're, you're the hated uh, guys on the court but I am interested to see how things go in this one and I've got a decent feeling about BYU and it'd be a big win uh, honestly and I know that uh, a team team that's lost 7-8 doesn't necessarily scream big win, but what I mean big win is it would be just a big win for BYU seating-wise and essentially establishing themselves much more in the territory of being that quote-unquote lock uh, for the NCAA tournament and Uh, in play to potentially play at home uh, 40 miles north at the Delta Center in the first two rounds of the NCAA tournament. All right, Uh, we will wrap up today's edition of the show with a quick uh, football position preview. I had a lot of uh, basketball talk today, so we're going to fit in our specialist preview as we close out the week here on the podcast coming up next. We'll also look at where other BYU teams are in action this weekend as we roll on right here on Locked on Cougars. Today's show is brought to you by our friends over at FanDuel. Of course, FanDuel has been with us all season long, football and basketball. They want to get you guys buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. Think about that. It's $150 if your bet wins. That's the incredible part about it. But all your favorite NBA players and teams, as well as college basketball, if you want to bet on BYU, you can do that as well. They've got quick bets, live same-game parlays, exclusive props. that are only available on FanDuel and their app. You also can do the the simple stuff you can go over under spreads you whatever you want to do when it comes uh to sports betting and in the basketball realm you can do it with our friends at fan duel and that offer 150 bucks if your five dollar bet wins the the risk versus reward it's astronomically one sided so take advantage of it today my friends visit fanduel.com slash locked on and shoot your shot today that's fanduel.com slash locked on to get started today shoot your shot with our friends at fanduel an official sportsbook partner of the nba Today's show is also brought to you by our friends at Utah Community Credit Union. They have an incredible uh, new feature called Elevated Checking. They have elevated the checking accounts by enhancing them with more benefits, more savings, and more online protections, my friends. A lot more. Paired with the most advanced and comprehensive mobile banking tools, Elevated Checking is a must-have financial product packed with lifestyle, security, and financial benefits, and you guys can get it today. The lifestyle benefits alone include cell phone protection, roadside assistance, telehealth with 24-7 access, to licensed health professionals with zero copay, and exclusive savings on travel, shopping, and dining. Think about that. It's like a win-win-win all the way around, my friends. And elevated checking is free when you do any one of the following. Use your debit or credit card 15 times or more a month, make a monthly direct deposit of $500 or more, or maintain an average daily balance of $1,500. Otherwise, UCCU and their elevated checking is just $6 a month. To take advantage of all of these options, visit uccu.com to open an elevated checking account online today, or you can stop by any branch and open that account in person. It's all courtesy of UCCU. Love where you bank. Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Appreciate all of your guys' support of this uh, podcast. All right, a couple of notes before we go on today's show. Let's talk BYU specialists. Now, the specialists in football are obviously their uh, their role players, and that's not a bad thing. You, they do have their role, and they are important. Remember, last spring camp, and that's what we're doing, we're previewing spring camp for the specialists. Remember, last spring camp, what, what were we talking about? Wow, it is like woe uh, unto the masses when it comes to BYU's kicking game. Well, uh, they found a kick. Uh, coming out of uh, spring camp, and they invested in uh, what they had at, at, at that position. And the nice part was that Will Ferrin delivered in spades, frankly, for BYU last season. It was very, very solid. Uh, he will obviously enter spring camp as the favorite uh, to retain his job as BYU starting kicker. Now, there are two other kickers on BYU's roster. Matthias Dunn, who was very much in the mix last year, uh, essentially finishing as the runner-up in that comp- kicking competition, and then Jordan Capici. A walk-on from Honolulu, Hawaii who will be looking to uh, to make a move up the depth chart at kicker, but uh, the funny thing about this season is now the the real competition is flipping over at the other kicking spot, and that's the punter spot. Now, uh, Ryan Rico exits uh, BYU and very much looks like he may be on his way to a fruitful NFL career, whether he's drafted, he's picked up as a free agent, it just looks like teams are really in love with that monster leg he has on him, and for good reason, because the dude can absolutely boom it. Uh, But now it leaves an Interesting uh, debate here. What is BYU's uh, plan going to be with regards to how they're going to handle uh, the the situation with their uh, punt game? Do they want more of the traditional style of what Ryan Rico brought to the table? Will Kelly Papinga favor that? If so, Landon Rico, the younger brother of Ryan Rico, would very much uh, be in the mix uh, to be the next guy and carry on a family legacy as BYU's punter. Now, the other question is, okay, do you want more of... Uh, dynamic style of punter, and that... That is the interesting part about this, because Sam, Sam Vanderhaar, who we've had on this podcast, comes to BYU as a rugby-style punter. He does have the ability to do more of the traditional kick, as he has mentioned on this podcast, but he does have that uh, ability as a former Australian rules rugby football player to kick with both feet, be able to run, uh, kick it on the run. If you're going to favor that style, well, that's the kind of di- di- dichotomy of what this uh, battle will be at punter for BYU. I know that a punter battle is not going to draw headlines from many BYU fans, but it's really the only uh, big intrigue, I feel like, for BYU special teams wise. You've got another Riggs brother uh, set to reprise uh, the role as BYU's uh, deep snapper. You had Austin Riggs uh, enter the transfer portal. He is headed uh, to uh, Rutgers for his final year of eligibility. Well, Oh, by the way, the brotherly connection we talked about with the Ricos, will continues on with Dalton Riggs stepping in and looking like he's going to be BYU's uh, deep snapper in 2024. So there's not a lot of question marks about BYU special teams outside of that punter spot. And really it feels like for the punter spot is it's more of a question for Kelly Papinga. As BYU special teams coordinator, of which style he wants in terms of his punt game. Does he want more of the dyna- dynamic ability of what Sam Vanderhaar can offer to BYU, or does he want more of a traditional NFL straightforward type punt that Landon Rico can offer? Can Landon Rico, by the way, prove that he can be more of that dynamic uh, rollout rugby style kick? Can he, if he can do that, sweet, it, it adds just that other element to BYU special teams, and that's uh, I know that uh, like specialists don't really draw all that big of headlines, and that's why we're sticking it here late in a show on a Friday, but uh, that's the biggest uh, conversation piece about BYU specialist position is what the punter philosophy is going to be like going forward. I I think in terms of returners, BYU's got some really dynamic talents. I think Keelan Marion is set to reprise his role as BYU's kick returner. I think you could uh, keep an eye on Parker Kingston and his ability to be a punt slash kick returner as well. There's some really, really nice speed with those two, and that element uh, could lend itself to BYU being more dangerous in the return game, but that's really all I got for you guys on the specialist. There's just not a lot of headlines. And that's, that's kind of the way that specialists like to operate. They're kind of like offensive linemen. They toil in anonymity. And they, when, they, when people know your name as a specialist, usually a bad thing. So uh, we'll see how they do on that front. Now a couple of notes real quick. Looking ahead to the weekend uh, for BYU sports. You have the uh, Big 12 championships, uh, indoor championships for men's and women's uh, track and field. Those are taking place in Lubbock, Texas. So best of luck to the BYU athletes down there uh, on the uh, in West Texas at that one. You have women's tennis in action uh, today there at Fresno State at 3 o'clock Mountain Time. BYU baseball also uh, out there in the Northern California uh, region. They're taking on UC Davis. They absolutely hammered uh, the Aggies yesterday 20-4 so they're back at it at 3 o'clock this afternoon you can listen to that one on BYU Radio Dave McCann will have the call of that one and then BYU Softball continues playing the Mary Nutter Classic they uh, crushed Bethune Cookman yesterday 18-5 to 5. they take on Long Beach State at 4.30pm Mountain Time uh, this afternoon down in Cathedral City California and then as I mentioned you got BYU uh, Basketball Ben's uh, Basketball takes on Kansas State at 12 o'clock tomorrow uh, BYU Baseball finish up, finishes up their series against UC Davis at 12 o'clock as well tomorrow afternoon and then you have women's basketball on the road in their own right at Iowa State. That's a five o'clock tip out there in Ames. Uh, that'll be on BYU Radio, also on Big 12 now on ESPN Plus. If you want to tune into it that way, uh, I forgot to mention earlier the men's game is also streaming only. It's uh, Big 12 now on ESPN Plus. If you want to tune into that, and then the final note I got for you guys is that BYU men's volleyball. They've got a big, a big weekend. They got number four UCLA in town. Uh, for back-to-back matches at the Smith Fieldhouse. So uh, best of luck to the men's volleyball program. You can catch both of those matches on BYU TV uh, this weekend as well. So there you go. That's what I got for you guys on this Friday edition of the show. A big thank you, as always, for your support. Uh, a little bit of a tease ahead. I have a conversation scheduled uh, to catch up with Max Chadwick from Pro Football Focus with a thought to really kind of focus in on Kingsley E as BYU's top NFL draft prospect. The NFL Combine is about to get underway. So uh, we'll catch up with him. And I do have plans to catch up with Connor Payne next week as well. We'll talk BYU offensive line, the EA uh, college football game, the NIL feature in that, and obviously get you ready for spring camp with him as well. So uh, that's what I got for you guys. So thank you for the support of the podcast as always. Thank you for making it your first listen of the day. Thank you truthfully uh, for being everydayers to all of you who are, are our everydayers here on the podcast. And of course, we will catch you guys again soon right here on the Locked on Cougars podcast.